Good morning. I just have to say, we really did Britney dirty. Do you know what I mean? Britney Spears deserves so much better. It's really been weighing heavy on my brain. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of her music to really try to make up for it, but I don't think she she owns her masters. So who am I giving money to? Anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Britney, we're here for you, girl. I'm very sorry for everything we've said. <laughs> we didn't know, girl. We were stupid back then. Anyways, um, today's episode is about you know a little bit about racism, about col- but mostly about colorism and anti-blackness. Um, uh, because, yeah, because I wanted to talk about it. No, no other reason. It's my podcast. I just talk about things I want to talk about. But I'm very interested in these topics and, um, more so interested on how we can fix it and how we can end it. I don't know the answers to that, but I will talk about it and complain about the issues and why we have them and how ridiculous it is and the little microaggressions and maybe this, the ways that you have been, uh, colorist or anti-black or racist because I mean I think we all like to assume we know when we're being offensive but sometimes people say things that they don't necessarily mean in a particular way or understand the nuance behind it or understand the context needed um to understand it so that's what we're here for we're here to learn on what's the what's the show called well yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where you yell it you yell it back at me I yell it back at you I hate myself uh Welcome to Wildly Unprepared. Very excited. I'm Kayla, as always. Please enjoy the episode, and thank you for listening. Alrighty. So, um, today's topic was brought on. I've always wanted to talk about it, but it was actually, um, I remember to talk about it because of, you guessed it, trashy uh, reality television. I started watching, well, bas- the show is Basketball Wives. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like I don't enjoy Basketball Wives because it is one of my favorite shows ever. Anyways, one of the subjects, one of the topics that was brought up was uh, colorism. And that made me think. I was like, yeah, that's an inter- interesting topic to bring up because colorism is super prevalent within within every community. But a huge, huge problem within, uh, the black community, which you think would not make sense, because black people, you know, just being like, hey, yeah, we're all black, but that's not, that's not realistic, we know that, um, we know that people are assholes, and people are gonna judge you for your skin tone, for darker, having darker skin, oh, that, that, that brings up a good point, let me clarify that definition, um, you can't use colorism both ways, Colorism only applies to dark skin tone. Do you understand? Like, if you say something negative about me because I have lighter skin, that's not colorism. It's the same thing as, like, saying something negative about someone who's white and them saying it's racism. No, because the system is to benefit you, right? So the system of racism is to benefit white people as the system of uh, colorism is to benefit lighter skinned people. So colorism cannot be used against me at least in a broad spectrum or systemic way. Yeah, 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 anyways. So, um, so the woman, the woman we're talking about, she is black and she obviously has darker skin tones. And I was, it was an interesting topic because when they were going back and forth about the issue and her experiences and saying that she was experiencing it from the other, like, cast members, the way she was explaining it and the more they were talking about it, I was like, oh, like, they aren't even aware of the things that they're doing because I don't, again, if something's not like pointed out to you, you're not going to know. And of course there's different forms of it. There's like very, very blatant ones and there's very like microaggressions, we would call them, that you might not realize you're doing or notice, but the person who is, who like it's against obviously will notice. It's like dog whistle politics, like only the person, only the person who's like, it, it will affect like, is going to hear it. So it's going to sound very regular to the naked ear, to everyone around, but someone who understands that or has a history behind it is going to feel that. And that's what she went on to explain, like her history as even being a child and being treated differently for having darker skin, even from like teachers, like a child, 
a little a child, which I know a lot of people have had similar experiences, and we'll get into that. Again, I'm going to talk about my experiences later, but my experiences aren't um, aren't uh, colorism because I'm benefiting off of these experiences. They were like meant to be compliments type vibes, but obviously microaggressions and cre- and creepy and like riddled with anti-blackness. And let me get to that. <laughs> so, colorism, yeah, that's a huge issue. Obviously, and anti-blackness is a huge issue across the board because they go like they go hand in hand. While it is while it is very prevalent in the African American community and black community as a whole, um, it exists in other communities, and that is because of anti-blackness. So, like. For example, like, I'm trying to mention uh, minority groups that have tend to have darker skin but aren't black. Oh, so, like, some um, Southeast, like, Asian countries or whatever, those countries uh, have a lot of darker people. Indian people um, tend to have very dark, they have, like, very dark skin, and they experience issues for having the dark skin. They experience colorism, and that colorism is rooted in anti-blackness. Surprise, surprise! Everything's sort of, <laughs> sort of, just underlining anti-blackness, um, because they're like it's symbolizing like unattractiveness, and a lot of it goes back to slavery with the idea of like house slave and field slave, which has been sort of debunked because there were a mix of both hand in hand. Yada, yada, yada. But again, that's where a lot of things stem. And um, also it stems from just proximity to whiteness. That's the issue. And that comes up a lot with other minority groups. This is when we talk about unity within POCs. And that's why me personally as well, like I align with this, a lot of black people don't like being referred to as people of color. And not because they're not, it's just that being lumped into the same group, it's not the same experience. Now, obviously, the rest of the POCs don't have the similar experiences, but being black is a major difference in society than these other minority groups. Again, because of anti-blackness and proximity to whiteness. Uh, For, like, Asian people, for example. Now, I'm sure you've seen pretty much everything that has been happening recently and about the like the huge spike in uh, violence against Asians since the pandemic mostly since um since the man who shall not be named our former president um decided to call it the China virus and you know a bunch of other very obvious racist um a lot of racist rhetoric that again Regular people are like, oh, but it is, it came from China. That's not, you You and I both know that's not what he's saying. And again, another example of dog whistle. Like, you regular people aren't offended because of course it's not offending you, but how do you not understand that that is uh, a ridiculously racist thing to say and how that's not going to, how that's going to affect people? Coupled in with the fact that most people can't or don't even want to distinguish between uh, groups of Asian people and will label any person who has quote-unquote typical Asian features as Chinese. They will label them as that. So hence the increase in crimes against uh, Asian people since the virus happened. But okay so the, the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of I don't know why but for some reason every time <laughs> black people tend to come up all the time always always uh live and run free in everyone's head so like when this was all happening they were talking about they're like oh well you guys better like ride like ride as hard as you rode for like black lives matter movement like talking about like you know fighting for like like fighting against the violence against asians and then we're like yeah what was the point of bringing that up like because they were only it didn't make sense that they were bringing up because they weren't I'm saying, like, the people that I've seen, the videos I've seen. I'm not saying across the board. But these people were just doing it. Like, it was very performative. And they didn't have any links to um, charities or any, I don't know, any laws they were trying to, to get passed or anything that they were lobbying for. 
or anything. They had like no plan. But then they just like wanted like all this undying support or whatever. And obviously there should be support, but going right to comparing it to like another group's like, I don't know, movement, like it just didn't make any sense. And it felt like super unfair to now put, again, put responsibility on people. That, I don't know. It's not, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like uncomfy, like that they brought it up unnecessarily, like for, for no reason whatsoever. But again, I, uh, this brings up the point that I actually was going with that all aside, I was thinking to myself, why crimes against like Asian, uh, Asian people or, um, or example, or crimes against like, uh, Jewish people, like hate crimes and such like that. So, um, I think it was like, yeah, those are two of the highest hate crime rates of like recently, um, religion-wise, Judaism, yeah, yeah, they have the highest hate crime rate, so what the issue is, and what comes in, and comes into play, and I'm like, because I was thinking to myself, why do we not hear about this more, why don't we take it more seriously, just as a society, and what I realized is, because of, like, proximity to whiteness, like, comes into play again, I don't, not that it's right, but I think that people, like, a lot of movements have been started by black people and the, the resistance against, like, racism has been a lot of black people and darker-skinned people and what have you. So when these things are happening to people that are minorities but not... But because they're so close to whiteness, it doesn't get taken as seriously. Not saying it's right, but I, I'm assuming that's the only reason. And it's the same thing with, um, like, the Latinx community. It happens so much, like, uh, specifically with Dominicans, because there's always this conversation, this ongoing conversation being like, oh, well, like, Dominicans are black, because there's a lot of uh, history of black people being there so a lot of ancestry there um now obviously not all dominicans are black but it's the uproar that comes with calling it a dominicans black it's like the instant um denial of being black because of anti-blackness even if they have darker skin even if they have darker skin there is an anti-blackness that comes with it and they're like no i'm not black i'm not black it's like you do. You're darker than me. Like so. Like your art. It it is literally just anti-blackness. Like it's not. That's not just like colorism issue. We're now talking about you denying blackness be, like, because now you want you want to keep your close proximity to whiteness because of the privilege that comes with not being black and still being a uh, Latinx, right? Like there's all these layers. Of being a minority and dis uh, discrimination, racism, what have you. Um, but the closer, the further away you get from blackness, the closer you get to superiority in our society, which is not fair, but <laughs> that is the reality. And the lighter you go from dark skin tones, the higher you are in su superiority. So, for example, like, um, there are microaggressions in everything, there are microaggressions in, you know, like being a woman, being black being any minority in any minority group of any like religion race uh gender sex what have you so i was thinking to myself about the microaggressions that came with me which is interesting because i've had microaggressions from being black being biracial and then also being a woman um they all are different and it's very very weird so Again, with the anti-blackness, mm. but the evident, like, uh, stereotypes that are just latent because of anti-blackness, um, just being, as a woman, as a black woman, just, like, growing up, anything that I did that my white counterpoint was doing, I still was being seen as aggressive, and that's what they were talking about in this episode of Black, uh, of Basketball Wives. They were discussing that topic. And she, she was like, all the people around me, like here, that have fairer skin compared to mine, like they do all this and they have all this behavior, but I'm being labeled as aggressive. 
and you know like loud and too much and like violent and all these things and that is something that happens a lot with colorism um and why there's so much privilege in being lighter uh, but still exists even without color even without darker or lighter skin tones it still exists just being a black woman just being like oh that is very evident I was always called aggressive and then also um black women being treated um like I don't know they the picture and stereotype of black women being like um more masculine because again it comes into with black people um and the stereotype not the stereotype but the racism (laughs) and um that comes with like like oh they're animalistic that kind of thing because that's what it all comes back to because they did the same thing with like michelle obama who was fit obviously had like nice arms very nice figure same thing with like serena williams then they both called the monkeys uh called them man men called them trannies and yeah and i'm saying trannies because that's what they called them they didn't call them transgendered because that wouldn't really be offensive (laughs) they called them trannies because they knew what they were they knew what they were trying to say right um they were trying to be offensive towards them because these black women had these more masculine looking bodies and we associate masculine with man which we know is not true but again we associate uh, masculinity with um black women a lot with blackness in general but black women lose a lot of their femininity um because of like again latent and anti-blackness because it's like why like white women are kind of very much the coddled like sweet demure like you know oh, you can't see me i'm very i'm flowing my arms but if you get the feeling sort of that innocence that comes with that and being like a damsel all that comparatively they made the black woman out to be you know have like these larger have these larger um bodies and um larger body parts in general but then making them masculine and making them unattractive um and then in in both uh physical features and just like person personality traits and and calling a woman who is just being outspoken aggressive is is (laughs) anti-black because you're not calling out this behavior in the same manner and with uh other women other non-black women and you're certainly not calling it out as much when you're talking about fairer skinned uh black women because i know i experienced it experienced it and i have relatively fair skin for a black person so i know this for sure because i've had these conversations but um with girls I grew up with or girls I know now that had much darker skin than me I know they experienced it I know they felt that I and I know again something that was meant to feel like a compliment sometimes because if you are on the fair skin like side of this if you are on the privileged side of this point people will say things to you that they think is like a compliment but it and it would be compl- it would be a compliment to you if you were ignorant and you were comfortable with colorism so if you are feeling good about when you like, hear things like this you're you're an asshole and you should be calling out colorism whether because it does benefit you but don't let it <laughs> don't actively choose it and allow it to be so um being called prettier than darker skinned women may always made me uncomfortable and not it's not that people were calling me pretty it's that they were going out of their way to call me pretty compared to do you know what i mean like no one no one has ever said that you can't call lighter skinned uh women attractive. That's not what we're talking about. But what always seems to happen is and this happens again across across all my like minority groups uh race wise because they'll bring it up in someone especially if we're talking about um preferences. Oh, we should talk about that also. Remind me to talk about that. But like if we're talking about preferences and someone says that they like lighter skinned women or they'll say like they like white women they don't just say that what they say is i don't like dark skinned women i like white women or i don't like um i don't like white women because of x y and z about like dark skinned women like it may going out of your way to show that you are a colorist like that's not that's i don't 
understand that. And but again, there are plenty of girls that will take that as a compliment and feel good about that. Um, I also <laughs> this happened to me, and again, this was clearly meant as a compliment, but it was not. It made me very uncomfortable. I was at I was over at someone's house. I forget who. Um, and one of the adults that like knew my mom, we were all talking and she was talking about my hair. And again, I hate this again, this is rooted in anti-blackness telling me to straighten my hair. I don't like that. I don't like being told to do any, I don't talk to me. Don't touch my hair. She also touched my hair, which was also uncomfortable. So already two strikes against you. You said you like, you look so pretty with straight hair. Now, again, to the naked ear, that means nothing to but that is absolutely a microaggression to a black woman uh, when you tell her to straighten your hair. Like, my natural hair is very much acceptable on its own. Not even acceptable. No, not acceptable. It is beautiful. But I, so I don't have to change it to fit a standard of beauty that was created to hinder me and everyone that is like me and every black person that to exist. So no, I'm not going to subscribe to that. Or been there, done that, not going to do it anymore. Anyways, so that happened, and she was talking about that, and this is what she said next. I will never forget, like, for the rest of my life, because it still makes me so uncomfortable. She was talking about my hair, because my hair is curly, and I would say definitely one of the, one of the closest bonds I have with, like, my blackness, if that makes sense. I don't know how to explain it in other terms, but having, uh, like, 4B hair depending on what part of my head is, because <laughs> that should be changing, but uh, for, in general, like 4B hair, some parts are like 4C, I know you'd be surprised, I know you're gonna tell me I'm lying, but I'm not, like the middle of my head just does whatever it wants to, um, so that is a very, um, usually a typical indicator to people that I am not white, <laughs> and not just not white, I'm black, so, I don't really like when people talk about my hair in general because I just have like such a tie to it. Uh, like race wise, I don't know how to explain it. I get just like a culture around it. So I think that's why I hold it so near and dear to my heart and I'm sensitive about it. So what she said was, oh, well, yeah, you, if you had your hair straightened, I wouldn't be able to even tell. Meaning she was saying she wouldn't be able to tell that I was uh, black. And if she ended the sentence there, Again, still inappropriate, but not super, not, not the worst thing I've been, I've heard. <laughs> but what she continued to say was, no, like, I wouldn't even be able to, to, to tell you're black. Like, you, you have the best of both worlds. You can just straighten your hair. What? Huh? So what she was saying was... I have the best of both worlds because I have this curly hair, but if I wanted to, I could straighten it and be just a white person. Yeah. <laughs> if you're hearing this and saying, oh, I don't think that's what you're saying. You're wrong. I know you're wrong. And I don't have to. It's okay. I don't really care what you think. Just to be clear, I was there. Um, and it's not the first time that's happened. It's not the first time someone has mentioned my hair and mentioned straightening it and mentioning like, oh, I like your skin. Like your skin's so pretty. Not talking about like, um, if I had, like, blemishes or anything like that, like, I just, like, oh, that my face was smooth. That's not what they were talking about. It always made me uncomfortable when people would talk about, like, my particular shade of skin. They'd be like, yeah, it's so pretty. It's a perfect shade. I'm like, oh, God. And this was happening even when I was a kid, and I still, and I didn't like it. And I never, I definitely don't like it now. But even then, I was like, that feels weird. <laughs> but now, now that I've been radicalized, if I would hear that now, I'd be like, you fucking you're anti-black that's anti-black i don't like that <laughs> and you're colorist don't talk to me because now i'm aware and like that goes back to what i was saying some people may not be aware um and need to be told when they're saying really ridiculous things like that to people assuming that you are gonna like it that's the thing that's also that's always what like gets me is when people will say things to you and assume like you're just gonna go with it this happens, I know this happens a lot with, like, my white friends because there are, um, what's a better word than, like, woke? Because that has been, like, played out and, like, killed to death and just, like, fake performative wokeness. 
but whatever, a better word for that that's more applicable. They're that. So what they come across is other white people. Sorry, these are my happen to be whites. So they come across white people <laughs> who confuse them for white people and talk to them accordingly. So they'll say things to them <laughs> that they think they're going to agree on because they thought they've established a comfortability. And they're like, no, 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 I'm not your, no, no, we're not the same. So that happens a lot with having fairer skin. They just sort of assume you're on the same page. Now, that's not to say that I don't love my skin. Of course I love my skin because it's my skin. And, I mean, I love every part of me, of course. But I don't love my skin because it's light. Do you know what I mean? Do you know, these, uh, does, that, does that make sense for you? Me loving my skin and me loving my skin for, for it being lighter is very different. Honestly, even as I was a kid, it's kind of it's silly. I always wanted darker skin. Which I know people are people are like yeah that's you know <laughs> people are, I know that's like a that's not a typical uh, want because we live in a society that's anti-black and colorists and having fair skin is more appealing. But to me, I was like, oh my god! I always thought people with uh, really brown skin or like really really dark skin were so beautiful and. It's funny though, I've had conversations with my mom about it. So my mom is white. That's where my white comes from, in case you were wondering. Um, but we would always have conversations about it because she said, because my dad is very dark, very dark. <laughs> and she would, she said how she knew people that like would talk about him, like not find it attractive. And she would always talk about, she always had a big crush on Tyrese. If you know who Tyrese is, Tyrese has very dark skin. Um, so yeah, she was like, even as a kid, she was like, I don't know what people, why people say things like that or why they like talk about it so openly, <laughs> even then, like if you're going to have this negative opinion, this like gross opinion, you just feel so comfortable sharing it because you think people also share that. And again, that just shows how prevalent it is in our society. So that just goes back to, I wasn't like raised like that. I wasn't raised to think that my skin was better. So it was news to me, the older I got when I realized, like, oh, you, what are we doing here? I'm sensing a difference. I'm feeling a difference in appeal. And this, unfortunately, did come with growing up, uh, other black women not really liking me that much. They didn't like me because of my, they, it wasn't, how do I explain it? Obviously, again, this was not colorism. What they were experiencing was seeing that I specifically was getting more attention and being more desired, quote unquote, or sorry, being quote unquote more desirable by boys for having lighter skin. Because I was in no means like the prettiest girl. Like, I think I'm attractive, but comparatively, I think there were all these other girls were also at least at least as attractive as I was. So what they were seeing was... Um, this very serious difference. And I understood that. I understood that. I never really took personal offense to that. And I still don't take personal offense to people when they, when they make fun of light skin, like women or like, I don't know, light skin men. Cause they always have, you know, like the light skin face and all that stuff. I again, don't take offense to it because I am the, like, I'm the benefactor of like this. Do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing negative that happens to me from this situation. What you're saying is a very real situation, so I can't take that away from you. You feeling like you're experiencing colorism because what you're seeing is me being treated differently for having lighter skin than you. What am I going to say? No, you're wrong. Like, how would I again can't tell can't tell you that because I've never experienced it. I can't experience colorism. So how would I be able to tell you that you're wrong? You probably are absolutely right. I was absolutely favored all the time. I was favored and people assumed I was nicer than darker skinned women all the time and I noticed that that was very apparent people are not um closeted with these ideas or these opinions like I, I can very vividly like remember it and it does make me uncomfortable because I didn't know I did have people that wanted to date me because I was black but wanted to date me because I was light-skinned and black 
not because do you know what i mean because it's not that they wanted to date someone black they they liked the blackness but didn't but didn't want me to have dark skin so that's what that comes with the colorism and again treated you like you should be like oh my god thank you for choosing me thank you for picking me thank you the amount of men that have come up to me and be like oh my god i've never been with like um a black girl before um you have such pretty skin like i love that you like your your skin tone Ugh. Ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> That's an immediate X for me. That's an immediate X for me. Because you don't have to bring that up. That's the weirdest thing. The only time... I can't even think about it. I can't think about when it would be a good... Like, when, who that would be comfortable for? And in what scenario? I guess... I guess if someone with fairer skin in a non-dating way or attraction way was telling someone with darker skin that their skin was beautiful, then that's fine. Because there's no, no one expects anything in that scenario. They're literally just saying they have beautiful skin. But besides that, it becomes weird. Like if you're dating someone, even if, a, if a, these are mostly, um, these have been, well, no, I'll say half, I'll say half and half. These have been black men and white men that have said the, those things about my skin. I've been dark, they've been black men that have our dark skin. Oh my god, it's, it's so lost upon me. <laughs> oh, that happens. Oh, I'm at, oh, I'm at 30 minutes. I'm going to take a break and I'll come back. Okay, we're back. Uh, what I was going to say was, it always baffles me. And I know baffles, I think, all black women. Unless you're one of those black women who are comfortable with benefiting from colorism. Which is gross, and you, you need to not do that. There's no excuse to do that. Your behavior is not acceptable. Anyways the majority are like, yeah, you are also dark-skinned, so how are you calling <laughs> dark-skinned women, like, not attractive? Make it make sense. Or they'll be, like, darker than the women they're talking about. I'm like, what the fuck are you seeing right now? Who, who do you think you look like? Like, all these negative things you're saying about, and people will online will be like, yeah, like, what does your mom look like? What do your sisters look like? You're talking about this, like, about women that, are, like, you're closest to and saying how, like, unattractive they are and how, like, undesirable they are physically, which is gross in itself. But again, what are you seeing when you look in the mirror? <laughs> are you confused? And again, that... It's interesting. I... I was... I'm sorry, I'm thinking in my head. You can be anti-black while also still being black. I don't know if you knew I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> because you can be a black person going out of your way to date outside of your race, not because you're just like, oh, I'm just like, you know, just dating. Like I'm just attracted to them. That's what I'm talking about. You going out of your way to be like, I would never date these people in my own group and then listing all these things that you find unattractive, but, like, don't mind in other women of other groups, of other races. Yeah, that's, like, that's anti-black. <laughs> you just, you, I'm sorry, I don't know how, I mean, that's just, that's just it. You can't say, you can't say this. This gets back to the preference point that I'll get to in one second. You can't say, like, oh, I know, this is why I don't date black women. Uh, loud, um, what like too demanding uh <laughs> what are what are all the fun little little things they like to say um attitude problem uh ghetto quote unquote and then go date like a latina or date um a white woman who exhibit all these same traits seems fishy seems anti-black seems colorist Mm. how you gonna be colorist hey you're dark make that make sense <laughs> obviously lighter men lighter light-skinned black men also do this but i swear to you in my experience hearing w hearing darker skinned black women talk about their experiences with colorism it mostly is coming from black men that are as black as them or at least close to them in the same skin tone so I don't know. That's why, obviously, there are a lot of negative stereotypes that come with, like, um, there are a lot of stereotypes 
that are rooted in colorism and anti-blackness for both um, women and men and everyone in between. Um, I talked a lot about women, but black men also, the darker you get, um, they also have like the animalistic, you know, thing, like the label and um, scary label, um, dangerous being already being scary, dangerous, and being called an animal, like, that's already d- atrocious and disgusting, and they label, like, most black men as that, but the darker you get, again, the colorism, the darker you get, the more these things are prevalent, like, think of, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of, like, an actual example, like, in media or in, I'm trying to think, I can't write this second, but anyway, we know how we villainize uh black people in general but then when we come when it comes to like crime or what have you villainizing black men atrociously making them seem like labeling every black man that will look like they're dangerous like mm-hmm. anti-black and also mostly you're talking about darker skinned men so you're talking you're colorist as well um I just couldn't imagine that. And then let them have like natural hair. Let them let or let them have protective hairstyles. Let them have dreads. Then they're like gang members. Again, dangerous. Someone you need to be scared about. Animalistic. Um rude. Uneducated. Like all the I again. You ever talk about a subject that you know exists, but the more you just like learn about it, you're like, how are people like this? How is this okay? And not even okay, but how is it so embedded in our society that even within communities you still have it when you know it's not like when you when you know it's wrong. Like having colorism within the black community makes no sense, but it's so it's super prevalent. And people because people enjoy the benefits of it, I guess. I don't really know. I mean, that's obviously that's like the only reason about it, but I mean, that's why that's what comes in with, like, when we talk about police brutality. Why do black men get shot more? Why are black men more likely to die 2.5 times more likely to, um, what, die at the hands of the police? And black women are 1.4 times more likely than white women? But black men especially, um, why are they, why is it so easy to assume that they're the criminal? right? Why is it so easy to to defend a police officer shooting an unarmed black man? Because they were scared. I mean, there's a lot to unravel there. We could talk all day about police brutality and the issues with being not well-trained and allowing people to have a gun that clearly shouldn't have a gun if you're fucking scared to do your job. If you're scared while someone's unarmed. Make that make sense. Oh, no, no, sorry. You're not scared. You are... Um, you already have a racial bias and you have no plan on undoing that. So now you just have a weapon and you're going to discharge it, which ends up happening. That's literally the only, like, there, you can't have an argument for that because you can be, no, there's no argument for that. We know that black men are shot more, more because of racism, because of uh, anti-blackness. We know that. That's I don't think there's not an argument for that. What would be the reason why unarmed black men are shot more than unarmed white men? What would be the reason? Don't worry, I'll wait. I'll listen. Like I said, unarmed black men are still likely more likely to get shot than white men. So, and they're definitely, they're they're more likely to die, first of all, but they're more likely to get shot while unarmed. While unarmed, what would be the reason? You have two weapons. You have, what, a taser gun and a gun and pepper spray. So three weapons. Um, and most of the time, it's not you, just you. So there's probably, like, three cops behind you also. Um, feel the need to shoot someone who has no weapon on them while you while there's three guns pointing at them. But, but you're the ones that are in danger. Again, anti-blackness. Seeing someone already as the villain calling black men calling black boys 
walking home with a hoodie. God forbid they wear a fucking hoodie because hoodies are what? Comfortable, right? No, black. these black boys are criminals. These black boys are suspicious. Uh, shouldn't be in this neighborhood. It doesn't. It doesn't look right. Again, these sound like things that people would say and they're like, I'm not racist. But you'll call the cops saying like when there's black people in a neighborhood that you don't think they should be in. How is that not racist? How is that not anti-black? That you're seeing someone whose skin is dark in your community that is uh, mostly white, you automatically assume they're doing something wrong. They're automatically a criminal. Not that you've never seen them before, but you just automatically assume that because I get you, I guarantee you if you saw a random white person walking down the street that you would not have the same thought process. Even if you've never seen them before, which is fucking, I don't understand that. Like, what do you mean? You think you've seen everyone in your neighborhood? Anyway, um, <laughs> but you're not going to have that same, that same like fear. White fear is the most dangerous thing on the planet. We know that, you know. Just look up genocides. <laughs> White fear is the biggest problem in America. Immigration. <laughs> um, you know, Black Lives Matter. Uh, you know, I don't know. We fight, but, oh, you know, <laughs> anti-Semitic, and being anti-Semitic, Islamophobic. All these things are white fear. <laughs> All these things. Because they believe again, inherently, um, that there is some sort of, like, I don't know, malicious intent, or you're gonna do something nefarious already from just by not being white. They already are critical of you. They already are suspicious. And I don't know, I always think to myself, like, how do we change this? Like, how, how do we undo this much? Like, it, this will not be undone in my lifetime and that is so disheartening but people are doing a lot of hard work and I respect them for that right because it's not easy it's not hard because you're being fought every second and being told that what you're feeling what you're experiencing not just what you're feeling what you're experiencing is not real or that you are playing a victim this is not a this is not a game I really don't know any minority who loves playing the victim. Like, oh my god, I can't wait to get, like, sympathy from... Who are you... What would be the benefit of of people making up that, like, systemic like, racism exists? What would be the benefit there? I don't... I don't really understand. I don't really understand what your point is. Like, why would we make that up? Why would that be made up? Also, it's not made up because we know we have like you know really smart people that keep statistics on things, <laughs> so we know the stats on police brutality. We know the stats on excessive force. We um, we know the stats on incarceration rates. We know the stats on um, acceptance rates to schools. Are those made up? Are those made up? I'm confused. Well, what is being made up here? What you don't like is now, you have to face. Especially in America, because obviously I can, I'm in America, I can't really speak for any other country. But I think, especially for America, middle white America, especially, but like let's just say white America across the board has so much pride in country, in patriotism, and they have a very uh, hard time when you try to, um, I don't know, kind of squash that <laughs> if you take any jab at that any bursting of that bubble that they have built up for themselves they tell you you're wrong not their america right couldn't be possible i've never experienced these things so how could you experience these things i've also never seen them so this can't be real you were just you were you are lying and just like asking for a handout and all this other stuff and i'm just like how would you know this? Like, what do you mean? How are you going to tell me? That's like a fucking, that's like a blind person telling you what it's like to see. How are you going to tell me what racism is? How, you don't experience it. And the, the, the more we go along with time, there's always going to be this pushback. But one of the major pushbacks right now is like white people wanting to be oppressed so bad. Oh, they want to be oppressed so bad. If you're on social media, you know this, but they really want to be. 
they want to be like think about like the whole mask thing now i'm aware there were obviously other there were people of color that involved that but most of it was white people because they've never understood what it's like to be actually oppressed so they thought this little tiny thing that they have to put on for 20 minutes in the grocery store was oppressive or that like calling out white people being complicit in racism and the standards and practices we have today they feel oppressed and they feel attacked (laughs) we're telling you what has happened and what we've experienced and somehow you are the victim here somehow we have hurt your feelings like i don't explain explain to me explain to me what what this means (laughs) you are obsessed with the idea of feeling like you have any right to be upset nothing has happened to you nothing has happened to you nothing is going to happen to you you know what's going to happen actually what you're gonna see is the world the country mostly but the country start to represent everyone that lives in it and what you're gonna realize is that your privilege that you've had is now gonna start to dwindle because you know there's no privilege when it comes to equality (laughs) so you're gonna be left out and I think that's the major problem because you won't say that you have white privilege, but you get in an uproar every time someone wants more rights and you're like, that doesn't exist. Well, then if it doesn't exist, what's going to, what's the problem? They just want the same rights that you are. They don't want more. No one wants more rights than you. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some people, <laughs> but that's just a joke. But for the most part, people just want to um, have the same opportunities, have... I don't know, like, there's so many things that people don't even know about that as a privilege. So I understand why you're taken aback sometimes when people call you privileged or when people tell you that, like, the racism that exists in this country. Because you think because you work with, I don't know, a couple black dudes, you're like, how can, how can America be racist? I work with two black guys. Okay. <laughs> Just to be clear, they are there in spite of racism. Like, really. Like, that really is against the odds. <laughs> or they, they're, they're there. They're not there because um, they are the only two black people that have ever had to work hard or are the ones that have ever wanted to work hard. Right? Every other black person is lazy. Like, no. They just work there. Doesn't mean they're not, like, mutually exclusive. Racism and black people succeeding are not mutually exclusive (laughs) but that becomes an issue that's like one of the biggest issues with racism it's like anytime you bring it up they have to bring up some black person who has risen to power or is successful i'm like oh okay well i guess it doesn't exist we're you know fuck us right but those people they're fine so it must not exist Mm, no that's not even that's not even an argument but people like to say it and I think it's funny to entertain them sometimes because being educated is really exhausting. And no, no, having to educate people is exhausting. I shouldn't have to express to you <laughs> the things that you're doing are make me uncomfortable because they're anti-black or colorist or just like racist in general. I shouldn't have to tell you that. But guess what? Most of the time I do because I can't keep my mouth shut most of the time. And I always have time <laughs> to call out racist you know it's it's all it's a lot more exhausting than just like punching someone but like i don't want to go to jail you know so if i have to tell someone hey don't say mexicans came here legally <laughs> or hey um no i understand that they're saying it in a song i understand but you can't say it <laughs> no no i understand but what I'm saying is you're not black. Why? You can't say one fucking word? Jesus Christ. That's so embarrassing. Ew, you know how embarrassing that is? You can't say one word? You're like, nope. I want to say all of the words all of the time. <laughs> like, why do you want to say it so bad? Who are you going to use it against? There's only people that don't even like listen to rap music. That's why I'm shook. Like, what? Huh? Then what context are you saying it in, homie? <laughs> what what are we doing here? I don't know. Yeah. 
ugh, what is wrong with people? So yeah, I wasn't brought up that way. And I'm sure most of you weren't brought up that way. I love, oh, that's what, sorry, I almost forgot. I told you guys to remind me. Preferences. Uh, yeah, you can't have them. No such thing. You can only have preferences. You, it's a prefer, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> you can't call traits unfavorable in one vessel and acceptable in the other vessel because whatever is specific to that vessel is going to be an issue so if you're saying negative things about black women but then allowing those quote-unquote negative things to exist in other women you're dating the negative things weren't the issue (laughs) it was the black part you see what i'm saying they're like oh i find Asian girls really attractive. Okay, congratulations. Not, I cannot stand dark-skinned women. They look like men. But I love Asian women. Women, they're so feminine. They always speak, though, without being spoken to. You ever notice that? Men that are, like, colorist or... Well, women are also, but this is what I'm talking about. Because this is my only experience with it. Women, I don't really come across that often. They're colorists. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think within, like, a community. I know they exist. I'm just saying my personal experiences. So that's why I'm, I'm only talking about things I know. Um, but, yeah. They always, no one asks. No one asks. They're so forthcoming with it and then getting mad when you're mad. You brought it up. I don't care who you fuck. I don't care who you like. You, no one asked. No one even asked. You volunteered that opinion. See, that's why I don't like dark skin. Whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Who? 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 We were just chilling. Chilling. Watching, watching a movie. Listening to music. See, that's why I don't like black women. Ghetto. Sir, you are ghetto. I'm just saying. I'm just going to say <laughs> be like the most hood dudes ever then i'll be like oh she's ratchet like my guy what the fuck are you who are you looking at again none of these things are wrong (laughs) it's just that you're going out of your way to say them like okay if she's ratchet she's ratchet but like you're dating a ratchet white girl like with like long nails and like pink hair and got her lips done and got her butt done She's not ratchet though, right? Black women who've been doing it first, they're the ratchet ones, right? Just say you are anti-black and colorist. Like, just say that. Just say that. Put that in your, put that in your like dating profile. That I would like to hear. I would like to know why you are the way you are. <laughs> I want to know why you are the way you are, but I want to also know that you are this way before swiping because i do not want to get to a point where i'm introduced to someone and they're like and they make it evidently clear that either i'm not the first one that looks like me coming through these doors or that um everyone else in your family is dark and i'm light and it just seemed like you were going out of your way to do it (laughs) again i don't care who you date i no one cares i don't care who you date you don't care who i date but don't make it a point to fucking bring it up or like make it like a fetish. Again, that's where like the colorism comes in. Like you favoring light-skinned women because you're like fetishizing them is weird. That's not colorism, but you favoring them over black women is color, like dark-skinned black women is colorism. You know what I'm saying? I just want to keep reiterating the definition. I cannot experience colorism. Um, maybe I can experience discrimination. Sure. But it's not because of my skin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no nuance there. No history. Nothing. And you'd be like, you know, yep, us light skins have been really having a tough time. And said no one ever when. The most extent you could say is, oh, I was picked on because I was light skinned, like, by, like, darker skinned women. Okay, you probably deserved it. Like, get over it. Why are you mad? You can't be mad. Do you know why? Because even if you had three of those experiences, your skin tone being so light is still the most favorable like side to be on. 
it's still the most widely perceived as desirable and attractive. So you don't get to be mad. Okay? Get your feelings hurt, but don't speak you don't don't compare it to the like the battles that actual people <laughs> have to go through for having darker skin. Like you comparing that are so silly. And people do that all the time, especially online. They'll be like, oh, okay, like I understand this, but like that you also like it'll be a video and be like you should this is uh anti-black and this is colorist or whatever like you talking about dark-skinned girls and then you go to comments and of course you see some fucking knock-kneed light-skinned bitch with the with light skin in the name because it'll gotta be in the username those are my least favorite light-skinned people <laughs> why you gotta tell everyone we can see it you now are made in a, making a personality treat and i don't like you and no one deserves to like you and you should be picked on for being light-skinned but they'll say like Oh well, you can't if you if you want us to do this, then you can't be talking about light skin. Da, da, da. And then like, there's always like a, a comment under. It. They're like, "Who the fuck is talking about you?" Because <laughs> no one is. Don't make it something a thing that's not a thing. If people hate on you for having lighter skin, okay, take that on chin, move on. Because that's the extent of it. That is the most that's gonna happen. You are on. There's no chance that you were gonna get picked on more for your skin than someone with dark skin there's no fucking chance there's no chance so like stop pretending that you're that you're so hurt that you're so disenfranchised <laughs> because two girls in middle school said fuck you because you're light skin <laughs> i've been told that i've been told that and look at me i'm fine i'm fine because i probably was doing some light skin shit and i deserve that honestly i think we deserve to be knocked down a few pegs Again, that comes to proximity with whiteness. While we are obviously still black, our skin tone is a privilege. We have a lighter skin privilege. So, I don't know. I just, ta just take it. <laughs> I don't really know what to tell you. It's the same thing I tell the white people. Take down discrimination. You are not being disenfranchised. Please get over it. I'm very sorry they called you. <laughs> I'm very sorry they called you what? What's the worst one? The discharge demon. Oh. <laughs> I'm very sorry. That wasn't racism. That was just fucked up. But don't say it's racist. Because <laughs> honestly, that's just funny. And also, what did you get to... What did you say to be called that? Because I ain't never met nobody. Not a soul. Uh, or like not a non... No non-white person who has ever called someone something like disrespectful like that. To someone who didn't deserve it. No one's calling just like casual white people these negative terms. I almost slipped up and called it a slur. Oh my god. Cancel me. <laughs> not a slur. There's no slurs for white people. Cracker. Not a slur. Not a slur. Who? I need y'all to point out a white person who's actually offended by the term cracker. Please tell me. <laughs> there's no way you're actually offended by that that's a joke because there's nothing that comes with it slurs are supposed to mean something slurs are supposed to be derogatory and really have an impact like the n-word or um the f-word or the r-word i can say i can say that all those words besides the r-word but i don't want to say them um but they're supposed to have an Im impact they're supposed to you know really disenfranchise a whole group they're judging a whole group based on this and they created a derogatory term for them to really like i don't know insult them cracker was like that's just what it was a slave master with a whip cracker so not saying you should want to be a slave owner but in the situation of power you clearly are the most like powerful one in that situation so cracker is not really a derogatory term technically <laughs> again if you're offended by cracker i don't really want to talk to you because who who also what did you get what did you say to be called a cracker i don't believe you i don't believe there's any nice people just being called crackers and if you're in a group of white people and one one person says something and then the, like a person of color says, see, this is why I don't like crackers. I mean, 
just take that on the chin. I don't know. What to do. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Cause they're not talking about you. They're clear. They're, you see a clear representation of someone that fucked up and they said something that they shouldn't have said, and they got called a cracker. And you, by association, did. But you know it's not you. You know it's not you. That's like when your friend goes off. You're at a party and she's like, and she's like, fuck everybody in here. You know she ain't talking. She ain't talking about you. Or you, or you hear your friend say, I don't have any friends. You know she ain't talking about you. So just get, just, just get over it. As always, the moral to the story is white people are dramatic and end point. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. But I mean, that's not like the end point. <laughs> yeah. So moving forward, I think you should try to be more, co- more uh, conscious, con, conscious. I always end up saying conscience, which are two different things. Who the fuck made up those two words so close together? <laughs> I would I would like to speak to a manager. Oh, white side came out there. See it? She pops out every once in a while. Especially in the wintertime. I'm getting real fair. I'm getting real fair. What's the whitest thing you did today? The whitest thing I do is um, wear shorts in cold weather. <laughs> I don't care. It was 50. It, it, it hit like 45 degrees and I said, oh my God, it is so nice outside <laughs> and i went in my gym clothes i didn't even put i didn't put pants or a jacket over it nothing just, just embracing the whiteness because it's winter and my my skin is pale so i'm just really letting it flow i'm letting i'm letting the privilege flow yeah that seems like a good point to end <laughs> um yeah don't be an asshole that's it take away from the show don't be a fucking asshole based on anything other than someone's actions right cool um thank you for listening and i love you and yeah have a good day